Hello and welcome to Thrill Seekers, arguably the worst known movie podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Ned, and joining me as always are my two co-hosts, Steve. Hello. Hi, guys. Matt. <laughs> it was straight in there. <laughs> Look at that. I was like, you fucking bullet a china shop today. <laughs> straight in there. Chomping at the bit. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. Very Let's go, boys. Very excited, boy. Anyway, as I Premature introduction. I'm not going to introduce Matt now, because he's just done it himself. He walked in, cock-swinging. <laughs> <laughs> over his shoulder it's so fucking warm in this room <laughs> it's really hot it's so so hot oh, man. I'm glad it's not the hot days <laughs> of the, the previous week I'm yeah. genuinely sweating it literally just scorched the only brain cell that I have <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do something that I never do because I always forget yeah today's topic is game changers yeah <laughs> it's episode 5 game changers <laughs> so yeah. all these films are true stories biopics about a person or a group of people mm-hmm. that did something in their field that changed the game, changed history for them or made things better. Yeah, should we mention the films? Yeah, why not? It's knocking yeah. out early because people want to turn it off now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to talk about Le Mans 66 or, or Le Mans 66. Yeah, or Ford versus Ferrari if you're American. Yeah. True. And uh, Hidden Figures. Yeah, there are three films, but as always, we'll do a a quick roundup before we start off about anything else that we've watched this week. Now, yep. for the first time ever, I've watched nothing. That yep. is surprising. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I don't know why. I think it's just been too warm. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I watched a lot of telly, but I can't really bother to talk about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched any films, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably the first week as well that you haven't asked us how we are. He it doesn't is. give a shit now. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're five episodes in. You don't care. <laughs> yeah, I ask four times. That's my limit. That's my rule. It's tattooed on my back. <laughs> Only ask anything four times. <laughs> yeah, if you're not well, then tell me. Otherwise, it's... Yeah, you're well. <laughs> you're here, aren't you? Ask, 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 ignore. Yeah. <laughs> Are you well, good? Um... I assume you're good, the way you said hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. 18 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> no, I'm more than good. I'm, I'm really well. Um, I've been watching John Wick again this week. Uh, the whole trilogy. Oof. <laughs> one, two, and three. Back to back. Every day. I still haven't seen the third one, oh. so please don't spoil anything. I will not spoil anything. But we tend not to spoil in the roundup anyway. No, no I'm trying not I'm to. Just I'm getting, we get it wrong, but I'm yeah. getting it in early just to make sure he doesn't. Yeah, I won't. His yeah. last brain cell's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, generally, uh, John Wick's just get better and better every time I watch it. It's like one, yeah, two, <laughs> yeah, three. <laughs> it's like we, yeah. <laughs> The Lambert chuckles. <laughs> it's here to stay, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a trademark now. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gold. Yeah, and four. I just cannot wait for four. Yeah, so unlike Fast and Furious, we've mentioned this before. Yeah. John Wick starts off ridiculous. Yeah. And runs with it. Yeah. So the the first two I've I've thoroughly enjoyed, and and they do keep getting bigger and bigger. And by the end of the second one, you know the third one's going to be even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and I I can't wait to watch it. I just just haven't got around to it. Yeah. Um. It's. A shame, really, that I know there's a fourth one coming out, and I haven't mm. seen the third one, but yeah. I am interested to in see what they do. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is a badass. He's, oh, he's, he's so lovely. <laughs> he he's is. a lovely, dangerous man. He's a man. lovely, lovely hitman. <laughs> he is. And everything I've read about Keanu, and this has got nothing to do with John Wick. Yeah. In real life, he just seems like a properly pleasant... I think that's why he's fella. so likeable, yeah, because you know that in real life he is actually a real nice just guy. Just a proper sweetheart. Yeah. He's yeah. a real nice guy, but he's completely yeah. thrown himself into... I mean... I'm sure he's done some of this training before this film, but mm. for John Wick, he's done a lot of training. Oh, big time. Which is yeah. relevant to the film. Yeah. And it yeah. shows in the film, it looks natural to him. Yeah. I think even, sh- even like drill marshals and things have even said that he is the best uh, yeah. actor that they've ever seen. That's what like, I was going to say. I'm sure people have said that he's 
Yeah, he's genuinely, le- he's legit. Yeah, yeah. You, you teach him anything, kind of fighty or shooty, or, <laughs> yeah. and he just picks it up like a natural. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a high level. I, I can't remember what belt. I think he might be black. Mm. It's a high level jujitsu. Yeah, um, grappler. And not kung fu. <laughs> yeah, not kung fu though. Interestingly yeah. enough, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've seen him on on like assault courses with guns, and he's rapid. Oh, yeah, I've got I've seen people timing him, and he's so quick. He yeah. could be a marine or something easily. Well, he they could said pass that, that he could probably compete at gun sports, didn't they? Yeah, I think or I've he'd read do, maybe it would be at least on the. I think I've read that on the outskirts of. He yeah. looks legit. You can tell in the film when he's doing stuff, he looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Rather yeah. than being pushed into, you know, he's having so an yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's. He's the most well trained. Lovely man on the planet, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he'd break your wrist and then take you to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and, and pay for it. Yeah, and pay for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what did you rate the John Wick films? Oh man, out of the three, th- I prefer the third out of all of them. But I'd, I've put them all there at eight for the first one. Okay. Eight for the second one. Nine for the se- uh, third one. Okay. Yeah. That's promising. Yeah, maybe yeah, even ma- maybe even nine for the second one because that's oh, it's just so good. The second one's mental. Mm. I can't remember what I rated these without looking. Yeah. I'm sure I gave three lower than one and two. Right. But I can't be certain. But I think I did. I think I just enjoyed it a bit less. Yeah. Oh, I thought... Yeah. I thought... Because I think we briefly spoke about John Wick before. Yeah, I didn't, a little just, bit. Am I just thinking of like the Fast and the Furious again? No. <laughs> I don't know why, but this could be my memory because it's shot lately. Mm. I, I was, was under the impression that you, you enjoyed all three, but that you gave number two... A slightly less rating than one and three. Maybe I did. Maybe it was that. Yeah. There's one that I thought was weaker than the other two. It might have been two, not three. Yeah. I, I think th- one's the strongest. Yeah, well, it's, it was brand new as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I say brand new. It's not unique, but it's it's a new... And then it just got so silly. Believably silly, but silly. Well, yeah. not believably silly. I mean, it stuck to its own kind of world rules. Yeah. But just building a like a weird assassin headquarters and culture and... <laughs> Like a civilized a ta- civilization, yeah. yeah. Inside a regular working city, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and I thought it was great. That, and that hotel is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the kind of yeah, yeah, the safe space or whatever it's it. called, yeah. neutral ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all consecrated. 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 Yeah. Consecrated. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, not concentrated. That's it's all squash, concentrated. It? <laughs> concentrated ground. Yeah, it's like double double strength squash, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Robinson's wick. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some shit jokes. Yeah. yeah. Cr- Get you in the mood. Yeah, yeah bummy crackers with me today. So I think, have you, have you got much else to say about John Wick? Or? Uh, no, I'm not going to say anything because you've seen one and two. Uh, we know it's good. And I'm you've, not going to say anything about three in case I ruin it. You've got to watch Nobody as well. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned that. Oh, you did week, mention yeah. that before, yeah. yeah. I think it was one I awkwardly reviewed, but it's amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I wasn't interested until you spoke about it, and I thought, okay, I should give this a chance. Mm-hmm. You'll like it. You'll both like it. Whether yep. you love it as much as I did, I don't know, but you'll both think it's good. Yeah. yeah. Probably will enjoy it more because um, my expectations are low. Mm-hmm. Just put my arm in uh, some condensation. This <laughs> <laughs> room is so hot. On the glass table. My can has just dripped. <laughs> oh, condensa- condensation. <laughs> onto the table and subsequently onto my arm and I'm wiping it off with my hand and all I'm doing is smudging it around Smearing the glass it table. <laughs> Luckily you don't use this for anything else. Otherwise, no. Otherwise this is really <laughs> just terrible guesting, isn't it? Yeah, I can say, yeah. Didn't realise you had all that drip. So much drip. Ooh. I think that that wraps up the weekly round up then. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice and nothing really um, major tweet. other than John Wick happened film-wise. Let's head on to our main theme then.
Yes. <laughs> don't know why I did it like that. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Try out a lisp. <laughs> Try something new. <laughs> I need a. Just I need to bring a, a bit of character. I need a quirk. <laughs> I can't talk normally. I don't need to start doing something stupid. I told you the heat. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, Main theme. Having... Main theme. <laughs> the purpose. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the first one that's up is, um, if you listen to the last episode, you'll know, was suggested by a listener, one of our good friends, Cal. And this is Moneyball. Mm. And this was out in 2011. It was directed by Bennett Miller, who also did uh, Capote. Capote? Capote? Capote. Capote, I think. Yeah. And Foxcatcher, which is... Oh, okay. The rest of them on, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen neither of those, and they're both on my want-to-watch list. Steve Carell. Mine too. Foxcatcher is, yeah. Foxcatcher, Steve Carell, yeah. It was the first one that he looked completely different. Yeah, that's what mine. Capote is Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour. Seymour Hoffman. I can't say it. It's fucking room. Jesus Christ. I will say it in a minute because I'm going to tell you the cast of this film. Sorry. So the cast of this film is Brad Pitt, who we all know and love. We do, yeah. Jonah Hill, mm, which yeah. may have been one of his early. This is 2011. I think Superbad was 2009. Yeah, Superbad was earlier than Jesus. This. He put some yeah. weight on since Superbad. Two this is one of his first kind of Ooh. serious roles, I think. Tell him. I love Jonah Hill, <laughs> but he's, he's done real. He's done a good job. He's lost loads of weight again. He has. Yeah, he's yeah. a very good actor. Yeah, yeah, he is. Again, we all know and love Jonah Hill. Yeah. Uh, Robin White, who is uh, in oh, yeah. Forrest Gump. Princess Bride, ah, yes. um, Blade Runner 2049, I which I haven't seen yet. I oh, need, I need to. And she was probably more recently known as um, Kevin Spacey's wife in House of Cards. Yes. Oh, okay. I She's seen great it. in that. She is great in that. <laughs> mm. um, although I have stopped watching that. I need to carry on. Yeah, me too. I think I stopped on the third season. I st- mm. Oh, I'm not going to say where I stopped in case that's after the third season. Um, also, unfortunately, the, the late... He's, yeah, he's, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a loss. I was genuinely devastated when he died. Yeah, he's a good. Act, he's a good actor. He's one of my favourite actors yeah. of all time. He, he is in Capote. He's in The Hunger Games. He's in The Big Lebowski. Yeah, Twister. and um, one of my favourite Mission Impossible's. Yes, <laughs> with the rabbit's foot. Mission Impossible Three. He's <laughs> uh, he's very good in that. He's, yeah. good. he's a good actor. He's a great actor. He's, he is. He, anything with him in, go watch. Um, and Chris Pratt. Ah, yeah. yeah. Chris Pratt is in this as well. Yeah. It's got to be one of his early films. Oh, no. 2011. Mm, it's before his Marvel adventures, wasn't it? it it's think. before then, but I'm not sure if it's... Yeah. No, he's been in other things. Before that, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> syn- synopsis. After his team lose out on a World Series win, Billy Bean is found begging for scraps when his best players are leaving. During the process, Billy stumbles across an economics graduate in his first job. Naturally, Billy hires him as his assistant GM, and together they change the game. Uh, I thought it was a good underdog story showing that uh, winning doesn't have to be materialistic in the sporting world. Um, I gave this an 8 out of 10. Oh, I've, okay. I've watched this before. I've re- I enjoyed it then. And on a rewatch, I still enjoyed it. Hmm. Interesting. Matthew, what did you think? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not really into baseball. 
I'm into the story of the underdog. I'm not into baseball. I liked that sort of aspect of it, but I just didn't get anything from it. Okay. Really, I didn't feel too passionate about it. I weren't interested in any of the characters. I was like, I'm just watching this. Just yeah, okay. You, you're watching it. this because you have to. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's on, so I'll make notes and well, I'll watch it. That's and a show. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to enjoy it, uh, but I give it a four out of ten. Wow, yeah. that is that's a poor rating, isn't it? Maybe yeah. I don't know whether it comes from my nerdiness with numbers and stats and yeah, enjoying that side of things in sport. Yeah. Um, I'm a football manager player. So yeah. that's right on my street. Mm. Um, I don't know. That sort of thing really, really interests me in sport. Yeah. All the stats and, and this is basically what they base it, the whole yeah. film around. Yeah, that's probably why because I'm not into football manager and stuff like that. I was stats. I don't care about that sort of stuff. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I disagree thoroughly with one of you. Mm. Which one? Me. Find out <laughs> right now. Because <laughs> I gave it nine out of ten. Wow. Really? <laughs> I, I thought was, it was great. I was hoping you'd like this film <laughs> so much. I don't understand the four at all. I, I'll put exactly the same as you. Classic underdog story, David versus Goliath. Everyone loves a, an underdog, a sporting underdog specifically. But this, I know nothing about baseball. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like baseball generally. Whenever I've watched it, I find it boring. I've never, yeah. I've never watched it. I've never tried to watch it. I know nothing about baseball. Apart, my baseball knowledge comes from Field of Dreams. Yeah, done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah fucking yeah. great film. I've never oh, seen yeah. that. Go and watch that. That is amazing. Film, yeah. But I thought this film. It didn't matter what sport it was. It doesn't no, matter it, that it's baseball. It was really. It could have been any sport. I thought the film did a job. Of, it did a really good job of taking a very boring topic mm. and making it entertaining. Yeah, the, the, I genuinely yeah. thought this was this was good. This could be a ten out of ten film. All right. I never. I very rarely rate ten on a first watch. Yeah. It would normally be second, third, fourth watch, and I'm like, oh, I really like this. It'll be a ten. This has got that potential to go up. Yeah, it's a, it's really well done, really yeah. well done. Oh yeah, I, I genuinely, genuinely thought it was good. I mean, if you're not that into sport, then I get, I understand. But yeah, if any, anyone remotely into sport, like you said, it's irrelevant what sport it is in the film. Yeah, that's true. Because they don't really. I mean, they do show you the the, the baseball clips of matches. Yeah, but you don't really need to I'll be probably, interested. I'll probably tell that about then, to be fair, because like you just said about Field of Dreams. I do love that film and it's baseball. So it's obviously a stat thing for me and I don't know. Yeah, it's I just it didn't is, get anything off it. It, it is stat-based. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of the, the underpinning yeah. part of the I film. I mean, that's the true part of the story. I mean, th- but, th- yeah. but there was another film um, with Costner called uh, Draft Day, NFL. Yeah, and you were interested in NFL though as well. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah but that's, less, that's not staty. Yeah, isn't it? I wonder if it is the stat thing because I, well, I play football manager with you, so... <laughs> I put ultimate spreadsheets is my is one of my points about this film. <laughs> yeah, ultimate spreadsheets. Yeah. And on a on a a read up about this film, um, the particular stat that they take important is on the base. Yeah, get into the base. Get into the base, and actually, in in the, in the true story, um, a lot of teams were looking at stats, um, but different ones. So some teams were sort of doing this sort of thing, yeah. but not quite what how how this team did, and the on the base stats did did help. But they had to look at something that was a lesser looked at stat because so, of their complete lack of cash. Exactly. Comparatively, because forty five million is still a lot of money. It is, but, but yeah, when someone's spending nearly three times that. Yeah. 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 No, I thought it was really good. I thought, and it is the topic is boring if you don't like stats, but I thought the film injected enough kind of warmth and humour into it. There was enough, yeah, there was in enough... In between s- the, the, the stat bits. Like, 
Brad Pitt with his kid. Mm. Yeah. I really like them bits. I yeah. assume you're, you, you're the one with daughters. I assume that might resonate with you a little bit at least. Yeah, when she's singing the song. Yeah. yeah. I thought, even though I've got daughters, so it resonates a little bit more. Um, in films, when that sort of thing happens, I can get, it's almost a cringe for me when you right. get like kids singing and blah, blah, blah. Did not at all in this film. Mm. Oh, I normally like it, and I really liked it in this. I thought that kid was okay. great. Because that's when she great. was humming, weren't it? And then he said, I'll try using your words. Yeah. And then she sang yeah, the sang words. Me, yeah. And he's like, and yeah, that bit was good because you could see the realisation in his face. Because she said she was about a girl stuck in a maze. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, something. And he was kind of like realising, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the interesting bit is that the song was actually released Yeah. after when the film was meant to be. Right. Yeah, it was released 2008, I think. Right. Something like that, and yeah. The film set in 2002, but the director liked her performance so much that... Yeah. He put it in twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's... I mean... It doesn't matter. That's there's a lot of films where they change reality to fit the film. Yeah. And there's some times when they do it that winds me up, and there's other times where it just absolutely doesn't matter. And this is one of the times it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter, because the... the the important part of the true story is still there. Is there, yeah. and it's true to, to 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 life. Yeah, and they're just building, like you said, an interesting film um, around that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it completely works. Yeah, and it's the, the bits with Peter Brand, so Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. I thought the bonding with Billy Bean and Peter Brand, I thought that was really good. Which in the film is called Gobel, isn't he? I think. What? Isn't his name different in the film? No, he, he doesn't Brand? exist in real life. He does, but it's a different name. It's, not, it's an amalgamation of people, isn't it? I didn't think Peter Brand, no, the I think guy, was, a, was real. I didn't. I think he didn't want his real name used. Oh, maybe. Oh, well, whatever. no, he's called Peter Brand in the film. Oh, okay. well, I thought he was. Maybe, well, whatever, Jonah Hill's character is. I'll say Jonah Hill. Yeah. I like the bits between Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt as bonding. I like kind of that sort of friendship blossoming. Yeah, they're kind of... Unlikely friendships blossoming. Yeah, their chemistry was really good. Yeah. I like the fact that he started to trust him when Brad Pitt asked when Jonah Hill would have drafted him based yeah, on his yeah. stats. And yeah. he's like, you're a good player. He's like, no, no, <laughs> when would you have drafted me? He's like, ninth. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you're like, not that good. <laughs> yeah. Ninth round, not even, not even ninth. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, ninth round. Yeah. And Brad when there was like, like showing uh, you, yeah. obviously, the scenes of what was happening when there was after that 20th win as well. But then they started mixing in the real footage. I thought that was pretty good. I love I love films that do that. How they do that. And the beginning in. as well, when it first started and it was real footage on TV, then it panned out and yeah. they were all sitting there watching TV. I thought, yeah. oh, that's wicked, that is. I like that. Yeah, I thought that was really good. And that game, yeah. that 12-11 game, yeah. when they were getting the 20th, when yeah. I was watching it, I was thinking, there's a little bit in the back of my mind, mm. thinking this must have been written specifically for the film. Yeah. And they just won the 20th game quite normally. Yeah. And then yeah. I read it and they didn't. It was 11 Nil, yeah, eleven, eleven, then twelve, eleven. Yeah, and I was like, that is an insane <laughs> way to break a record. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's like the Aguero moment in yeah, football. Um, yeah, when it was like Manu Man's, well, Manu thought they'd won it, didn't they? Yeah, and Aguero scored and in Aguero like six scored, minute, yeah. bastard. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I remember that I was outside by leaning on a dustbin when I cared about football. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch this. It's too much pressure. <laughs> I um, I cheered as a Man City fan that day. <laughs> um, no, you are right. His, his, his name in it is Peter Brand, but I'm pretty sure I read that the actual person was. Uh, I don't think that was his real name. I think they he objected. I didn't think he was real. As far as I'm aware, he didn't draft anyone in from another team to come and do it with him. Yeah. 
but I might have that wrong. I mean, it doesn't matter either way. Whether it was real or not, it's relevant. It's real in the film. Yeah. yeah. What surprised me the most, and I love Brad Pitt. Yeah. But I was more glued to the screen by Jonah Hill. Right. Than by Brad Pitt performance. And they're, uh, both, yeah. they're both great. Yeah. But Jonah Hill always, always surprises me how good he is. Yeah. 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 You are right. It's a composite of Bean's assistants, but the role was given to a particular one of the assistants. So, yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think he existed at all, but maybe it's just he wasn't it's someone that he pulled of, out of a... Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but in the film, he is. So that I suppose that's why you are drawn to Jenny Hill, because he's, he's the guy with all the knowledge. He's the guy with the interesting idea. He's the guy who's got a different way for this team mm -hmm. that they're going to rely on, that Billy Bean is going out on a limb, putting everything on, his brain, his mind. Getting rid of all these star players and stuff. And yeah, I mean, just being he's, going to, yeah. he's going against every scout that he's got there who's mm. experienced in the game, who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And he's telling them all, I'm not listening to any of you. Yeah. I'm the, the manager of the team. I'm looking at numbers. He's saying, you're playing who I'm telling you you're playing. Yeah. You know, he's going against everyone. He's ruffling so many feathers. Yeah. Based on what this one guy tells him. Yeah. In the film. Yeah. And so I think you are drawn to Jonah Hill in that way. And because yeah. Jonah Hill plays the role really well. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. He's great. He's incredible. Yeah. The first thing I watched Jonah Hill in was Superbad. Mm. And 12 years later, I'm amazed. And I love him in Superbad. Yeah. But at that point, I thought he's just going to be another, and this is no diss to Seth Rogen, but I thought he was just going to be another sort of yeah, I get it. comedian from that family of yeah, yeah. good actors that are just drawn towards comedy more than anything else. Yeah. But now in 2021, you see Jonah Hill's name, you're like, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. If he's playing yeah. serious Jonah Hill, oh yeah, yeah. He's, it's gold. <laughs> yeah, He's so good. Mm. He's good at everything. Yeah. If it's a comedy, you know he's going to be funny. Isn't it? Yeah, and if it's serious, yeah. you know he can nail it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I think it, what you're saying about him going against his scouts and stuff, that was kind of the big message of the film, wasn't it? The scouts were talking about it from instinct, gut, kind of yeah. soul perspective, which is what yeah. a lot of sport is kind of portrayed as. And their experience, so like the orthodox yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the film, or Joan Hill's character and Brad Pitt's are saying, it's data-driven, not, not, not gut instinct-driven, it's data-driven. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's, it, there's a science to it, and we're trying yeah. to prove oh, that out. Yeah, we're following that science, not your yeah. instinct of 29 years in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the bits where Philip Seymour Hoffman wouldn't play the players that he wanted, he wouldn't play Chris Pratt's character. I can't yeah. remember. Hattie, was it? Hattie? Uh, Hattenberg, is Hattenberg, it? Hattenberg. Yeah. yeah. Well, they wouldn't play Hattenberg on first base because mm. he's not a first base player. Yeah. Because of his injury, he had to play on first base, but he can't do it. Yeah. So he kept putting, I can't remember the guy's name, so some, uh, I can't remember the name. <laughs> no, I can't. One of, their, one of their good players yeah, though, who their, does play. Yeah, mm. one of their actual players. And then Brad Pitt just transferred him. <laughs> yeah. So in, in, front of, in front of him. Is that yeah. the one that was dancing in the off in, in the locker room and it was like, is it fun to lose? One of them. When he went in there. And he's, he's one that's of the a good scene went, that was. But that wasn't him. But yeah. Yeah. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. That was a good scene, yeah. yeah. There's there's a good scene with Jonah Hill having to cut a player. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's always it's rough, though. I, th <laughs> I thought they did a really good job of... Um, I mean, I've watched a few of the NFL uh, shows where... it. it actually shows you when, they, when they're cutting players. Mm. And it is rough. Like, yeah, it does hit it. home. And I thought they did a really good job of imitating yeah. that um, scenario. I yeah. thought it was quite I weird. find American sports weird. 
Right. Not the sports. I mean, watching baseball, I probably enjoy. Watching AFL, I do enjoy. The spectacle of it. Bits like. that, yeah. Yeah. But it's that concept coming from a an, an English football fan. Yeah. It's the concept that the player has absolutely no say in kind of where they're going or what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I they're kind of a commodity, not a person. Yeah. If they're traded, it's not up to them. Yeah. And I, and I just find that such an odd thing. Mm. It's like if you want to sell a footballer from an, an English football club, the player's got to want to go. Yeah. Or Now, granted, you don't have to play him if he doesn't go, but he's still contracted to your club for two, three, four, five years, however long he's got a contract for. Yeah. And you can't just get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. He will just earn his money if he wants to. Mm. Yeah. And if you don't play him, and there's no reason why you're playing, the person that's not playing him can get done for jeopardizing a career ruining employment opportunities yeah there's all the laws that back up the human rights part of it whereas in america or everything i know about american sports which isn't massive yeah it's pretty much just i'm bored of you mm. johnny six thousand miles away wants you yeah <laughs> uh, you're over there now someone will give you a plane ticket yeah jog on son we're done yeah and i'll just find that weird yeah i don't know if you're an american footballer or a baseball player or a basketball player or whatever you're brought up into that, so you know that that's the thing that's going to happen. It's not going to surprise you when it does happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of horrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I do understand what you're saying. Mm. It, it is a weird way to to do. Um, it's in football as well over there in the MLS. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, it's part of the draft. It's uh, part of the drafting system as well, isn't it? I think it's because yeah, they no, have a but you can do it mid-season as well. Don't know. I just mean it's. But yeah, it's, they have yeah, yeah. That, they have that draft system. It's part of the the sports that have that system. They have mm. the the trading commodity. It is weird. I learned more about it when again talking about football manager <coughs> when I was doing the journeyman because I was playing. I got a job in the MLS. Yes, you and did, it's yeah. just you know, oh, completely. I, I want that player. I'm having him. And you can just get him, swap him for another rando. You like, oh, this play didn't work out. <laughs> Bin him off for no with no money, and you're like. It's such an alien set of rules. It took me so long to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to learn it. It is. It is an interesting way of doing it. And but the fact that at any point a, a team can, you know, bring you into the office and say, "Look, Tom's over. You, yeah, you, you're gone. Not not even traded. It's just like, yeah, you, you're not getting paid anymore. Yeah. I mean, they have guaranteed money in their contracts, yes. but still, you know, players who are especially in America where they travel that long distances well away from home yeah they've got families like um joining them all over the country mm. traveling with them and then all of a sudden it's pack your bags you know, yeah you, yeah that time is done you're at the door you either try and find another team or pick another job yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 rough mm. and i thought they did i thought they did pretty well in that scene to to carry that over yeah i'm glad yeah. they put it in yeah do you know how true it was on that 11 11 game that Billy Bean turned up to watch it against his superstitious nature? Or was that maybe just part of the film? I didn't look it up. I haven't looked that up, no. no. I would assume it's a film thing, but... Yeah, it could be for added, added effect. Is this that spectacle of 11-11? Yeah, because right, yeah. it was 11-0, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he, ne he didn't watch the games because they were on a winning streak. Yeah. And he never watched the games. Because most sports people are... Uh, superstitious well it was his thing yeah. anyway that he brought he never watched the game yeah anyway, it was because he, he always brought bad luck yeah. his daughter rang him and said come back you're not going to believe it his yeah. wife not his daughter ex-wife yeah. and then he put the radio on it was 11 nil. so he turned around <laughs> went back and as soon as he got there they let 11 uh, runs I, I don't even are they, yeah. they are runs aren't they yeah yep. they let yeah. it, scored 11 runs against them <laughs> yeah. and then 
finished 12-11. But I just wondered if it was true that Billy Bean had turned up. I'm mm. not sure. Probably be not. Interesting. And it doesn't matter if he's not. It's a good part of the film. It's a... Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was quite... Obviously the first time, not not this time because I've watched it before. Yeah. I thought it was quite unexpected when they lose that it's that they didn't even get to the final. Because if you're, if you're not up on the history of the team and you... You'd expect them to at least get to the final, then it's maybe a lose or a, to, to be a bit different. Or if you think it's just going to go the yeah. usual, that they'd win. And yeah. It's a, com- a complete underdog story. Um, I thought it was quite. I mean, it's, it, it's what happened. So I, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. If they didn't win it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they didn't even get to the final. They lost. I just assume they did get to the final, but I don't know how it works. I thought they got to the same place that they did the year before. Is that yeah. not the final? No, in the film, they don't even get to the final, do they? They lose in the game before it, I think. I thought they got to the same match that they lost in at the beginning. No. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, they didn't win. Because you're watching, you're thinking, this, yeah, this is going to end on a happy note. Mm. Yeah. Not, this is going to end, eh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, uh, again, I'm talking about the film because I don't know enough about the real story. Yeah. I thought it was nice that um, Billy didn't take the money. Because yeah. he would have been yeah, paid yeah. the highest. That was true. I read that. They offered him twelve yeah. million. I, I know they offered him about that money, but ridiculous. I don't yeah. know about his reasons for turning it down or whatever. No. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was quite good. That I, I thought. Oh yeah, it's quite. It's quite nice. That he's trying to stick that out, and, and he could have easily just gone over there and done what he was doing, and probably. I mean, I think that team, that team won, two yeah. seasons later. Yeah, using his methods. Yep. Yeah. So. Game changer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but this was the reason why we picked the theme, weren't it? Because we had this film on the, <laughs> yeah. on the slate. Yeah, I, I, I thought there was quite quite a few, usually involving Brad Pitt, um, as he is quite a funny guy in films. Yeah, there's a bit where um, they, I think it's when they go and see Chris Pratt in his house. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Are oh, you going to play first base?" Yeah, and he's like, "What? I don't know first base." He's like. Oh, it's fine. It's not that hard. And then he's got the coach next to him. He's like, "It's incredibly hard." That was quite good. And I liked his inspirational team talk. That was like terrible. He, oh, came, he yeah. came in, did like a really insp- trying to be inspirational. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. I thought he was going to give a belting speech, and it was just <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Such a mediocre little bit of naff. <laughs> <laughs> But I did enjoy when he came down on that player, like you said, he was dancing and, and playing the music and stuff yeah. and they weren't winning. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is 100% the right thing to do. Yeah. Not dance. Yeah. If you lose, you should be irritated. Yeah. You should be angry. Yeah, I've got a few bits of trivia for, um, if, if no one's got anything else they particularly want to bring up. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see more Hoffman, but... yeah. That's, yeah. that's a minor point. <laughs> Apparently, the the real manager wasn't that happy with how the the manager was depicted in the in the film. But I'm not sure whether it was just because it painted him into bad, be a bad light, or whether it just wasn't strictly true. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he got on board the methods a lot more. Yeah, maybe a lot speedier than the, the than film portrayed. <laughs> yeah, but it's as a film, it's not going to be as interesting, is it? No, not at all. Uh, so when uh, Chris Pratt first auditioned, he was told that he was too fat. Did you read some of these? I read that one. <laughs> no, I didn't I... read many because then I thought it's not my film. I shouldn't be doing it. But... Um, so yeah, so he worked on losing the weight basically, um, yeah. and he tried to do it before they cast someone else. So he had to keep checking that they hadn't cast someone already, um, and then he sent them a new improved photo <laughs> of himself. <laughs> yeah. um, it worked. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Bean 
uh, he did remarry in real life, and he did have scenes in the film uh, showing his newlywed wife. Right. Uh, but they they ended up um, cutting out cutting out them scenes. So it yeah. does paint him to be a bit more of a lonely divorcee. Right. Yeah, it does actually. Um, which I don't know whether it was intentional or not, but they did because they did shoot scenes with his second wife. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in real life, he, he had remarried at that point. Most of the scouts in the scouting room were real. Were they? Yeah. So they had a couple of actors in there. But when they were um, preparing for the film, for shooting, they got uh, a lot of the scouts in, real scouts, to sit around a table and uh, pretend they were scouting for... So basically, they drew up... Uh, they got all the stats up for the team back then. Yeah. And they got the scouts to say, okay pretend this is your team now advise us on what you would yeah. do yeah do your job yeah and so they said it worked that well that they said well what's why are we hiring actors just get just get the scouts back in huh. and so they just yeah. they, they applied a, a couple of actors here and there just to obviously um ensure the scene went smoothly but yeah gen uh generally they were they were real that's pretty cool uh there was a, there was a comment by a scout uh where he said um they were talking about a player and he said oh he's got an ugly girlfriend <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was true a scout actually said that <laughs> oh my god but the reason um, the reason they gave him the film was that the player has no confidence yeah no self belief right. if his girlfriend's yeah. ugly he doesn't believe in himself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the actual scout said he's got bad eyesight fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> holy shit um, one, one last that's so bad I know oh, it's terrible um <laughs> Shame on you, sir. <laughs> but <laughs> the, la- the last little tidbit of trivia I thought was quite interesting. Uh, I think you'd be probably be a bit more interested, Ned, in this. You may already know. I don't know. Um, so Billy Bean stayed on as, as general manager until 2015, 26 years ago. Okay. Uh, and then he was promoted to executive vice president, and he still is today okay. of the Oakland A's. Um, but he's, all, he's a minority owner of the Oakland A's now. And he's also a minority owner of Barnsley... <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> and AZ Alkmaar. So he's he's um, yeah he's big on soccer apparently, and Arsene Wenger is one of his idols. So he, I think the, the group that owns Barn, the same group I think owns Barnsley and AZ Alkmaar, or yeah. at least part of the uh, some of the people on the board own both. Yeah, and uh, they got him on board for one of them, and then I think he uh, invested enough money to be a minority owner and did the same with the other club, which is quite interesting. I yeah. thought, yeah, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, so he's still about. He's still still in sport. Yeah, still at the Oakland days. That's quite nice, really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a. It's got a warm ending. Yeah, I think so. Again, warm. because they warm. don't win, they don't get there, but it's still got a positive outlook on what the team did and what they achieved. Yeah, well, that I think that's portrayed in the film quite well as well. There's that scene where he's saying, "I want." To ch-, he pretty much says it, doesn't he? he says, "I want to change the game." If we don't win, we're not changing anything. Yeah. And then Joan Hill's character at the end is like, look at what you've done. Yeah. You yeah. have changed it. It doesn't matter yeah. if you haven't won, you've changed it. Yeah. yeah. And they did. They completely changed it. Yeah. They made it possible to compete with a team who's vastly outspending them. Yeah. Well, yeah, they definitely did compete. Hmm. If only they started the season stronger. <laughs> I know. Okay, so Moneyball, that's a wrap. Uh, What's next up? It's uh, Le Mans. Was that yours, Matt? Uh, yep. Yep, that was mine. Um, so, yep, Le Mans 66. Runtime, 2 hours, 32 minutes. It was made in 2019. 
and it was directed by James Mangold, whose work included Logan, The, okay. the Wolverine, Night and Day, 310 to Yuma, Identity, which is fucking amazing, and Girl Interrupted. Well, some different films, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. variety there. <laughs> Definitely a variety. Not as much as variety as the one that I said a few weeks back when he did like a, a major horror and then he did Anna Karenina or something like that. Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. what? <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, synopsis. Um, American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate in interference and the laws of physics to build a revolutionary race car for Ford in order to defeat Ferrari. At the 24 hours of Le Mans in 1966. And what did you give it? I give it 9 out of 10. Ooh, it's a big score. It's a big score. I absolutely love this film. I watched it at the cinema and experiencing it in, I think we watched it at iSense. Okay. And experiencing like the roar of the engines and all the sounds <laughs> and the vision. It was just amazing. <laughs> It was so good. <clears throat> and then watching it for like a second time around on Blu-ray, it was even better. I just loved it. Was this the second time you watched it? Uh, this is the second time, yeah. Yeah, I think this yeah. is my third time watching it. Yeah. Uh, it was a nine. And like I was saying, the other one, I've pumped it up to a ten. Yeah. Absolutely oh, okay. loved it. So, yeah. so good. Great actors. This is rapidly going to be one of my <sighs> favourite films. Yeah. I could easily sit there and watch it again, straight after watching it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it just got me. It got me. Yeah. I was on, I've seen it before. I've seen it twice before and I was still on the edge of my seat in certain scenes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's another underdog story, but in a different way to Moneyball. But we'll talk about that in a minute. What did you give it, Steve? Yeah, uh, I gave it an eight point five. Mm. Um, Strong. I, I feel like, well, yeah, but I feel like this week I'm probably underselling films here. Right. Because I did. I had. I've loved both of these films. I thought they were both brilliant. Yeah. Again, yeah. I can't argue against anything. I don't really know what I'm knocking them down for. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, you just naturally <laughs> score lower than I do. So. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Usually though, it doesn't. No, well, with this films, films. Less so yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, I love this. I love this film, yeah. and it's you know it's based on a true story. Yep, uh, pretty heavily, mm. and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's gripping. Straight from the opening scene as well. It was just like with Matt gripping. Damon um, having that race in the car. Obviously, Carol Shelby, and yeah, uh, it was just again it, because it was an eye sense. It was just more like intense, and it was like it was close up, and he was trying to see in the dark and. It was raining as well, and he was trying to get around people, and he was right up their arse. And I was like, "Fucking, hell, this is so tense. Something bad's going to happen here." Then he just flashes back, and he's like in an office. <laughs> I was it's, like, it's, "Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good performance yeah. um, by a lot of people in this film, but yeah. especially uh, you know Matt Damon's good in this film. Yeah, yeah, but Chris, and you're Christian, exactly what I've put down. <laughs> yeah. for, for me, Christian Bale is the, is yeah, the star. Ken Miles, yeah, um, as he should be really with the role it's playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't realise that Ken Miles was from the Midlands. Yes, I'm sorry. Right. He's from Sutton. Yeah, Sutton? Just down the road, yeah. yeah. You're joking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, he's but one of us. Close to. Yeah. No, but I did think that his accent... I thought his accent... <laughs> yeah, that's true. I thought his accent was, was pretty decent. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't yeah, think it was that it. bad. My dad doesn't like this film based on Chris, Christian Bale's accent. Oh, oh no, no, I think it's okay. He sounds it. half soaked. I'm like, he's a brummy. Of course he sounds <laughs> half soaked. <laughs> I love all the uh, the slogans he was saying as well. Like when he overtook that guy and he was like, ah, yeah, learn to drive your pillock. Yeah, I wrote that one down. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, did, like I did. Yeah, go pillock. on. Go on, girl. Keep going, girl. Oh, <laughs> you know, Bell goes full in on, on it. And oh, proper, yeah. It pays off. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was brilliant. It was be believable. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale made this film. Yeah. He's brilliant. And yeah. every everybody in it is great. But yeah. Christian Bale is... Just on another level again. Yeah. He is the star of the, of the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
the, 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 I, I, like I say, I enjoy the story, which is true. Yeah. And the historical impact <laughs> it had yeah. you know, on the motor industry. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, that Ferrari right. didn't. Ferrari yeah. didn't own the industry. Yeah. Um, anyone anyone with some some knowledge, you know, yeah. just just believe in the people. Yeah. Anyone with some knowledge and vast amounts of money. Two hundred and fifty million dollars. Of course. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is the film, and this is why I think it's different to Moneyball as an underdog film. The whole team in Moneyball was yeah. underdogs. Yes. Billy Bean was an underdog because he was a failed player. Jonah Hill, uh, Peter Brand was an underdog because he was just a quiet, reserved nerd. Mm-hmm. The team were misfits. The manager, the chairman had no money. Everybody was yeah. an underdog. In this film, it's weird because in engineering terms or in cash flow yeah. engineering terms, Ferrari are way, way below Ford. Yeah, they only sell cars to make enough money to race. Yeah, so Ford have got all the all the opportunities to build a better car than Ferrari. So Ferrari are kind of the underdog yeah. in the racing world. Mm. In financial, then, financially, yeah, 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 yeah not uh, design wise, but financially they're the underdog. They are the Oakland A's because yeah. anyone with more money would build a better car than Ferrari eventually. Yeah, because they've got the cash. As long as they put that money in the correct places before you say something. No, so what I was going to comment on is that financially they're only less off because of how much they spend to get in that car to perform the way. Oh it yeah, because they've got different goals. Yeah, yeah. And because Ford are a horrible company and always have been. They're just mass produced mm-hmm. for but profit. And then the un- the underdog is Carroll Shelby and Ken Miles. Yeah, but they're underdogs within their own team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Ford are the bad guys in this film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Straight yeah. or the corporate Ford are the bad guys. Especially in this that film. fucking smarmy weasel that's following Henry Ford around everywhere. Leo Beebe. Oh, what a dick. <laughs> He's such a dickhead. Ford disowned this film because of how he was portrayed because apparently <sighs> they thought it was not nice. And I mean, yeah. the real Leo Beebe might not have been like that, but yeah. the Leo Beebe in this is oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. knob. Yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for the film purposes, yeah, he's I an absolute him. dickhead. Yeah. I'd never heard of him. I'd heard of Lee Iacocca. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Before I watched Ford vs. Ferrari. Oh, John Berthnall. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd heard of Iacocca before because he was part of a, as well as doing Beautiful. the GT, mm-hmm. no, not GT, the Mustang. Yeah. He was part of the team that did the minivan. <laughs> Right. So he's oh, got yeah. he's got his name on two <laughs> big selling cars. Yeah. So Iacocca yeah. is quite a quite a well known name. Yeah. Didn't um didn't Christian Bale say that to him when he first went to the showroom because obviously they didn't know who they were and he was like, Can you tell your kids something to not touch? And that was the, the Mustang. Car. And that was the Mustang word and he was yeah. like, um he said, Do you know what? <laughs> he said I'd still choose a Chevy. Yeah, uh, yeah, a Chevy Chevelle. <laughs> and that's a fucking terrible car. <laughs> yeah, and he called it the secretary's <laughs> car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> but there's bit this film as well, it's I'm, I'm gonna compare it to Moneyball again, and it's yeah. the last time I do it. But it's kind of the opposite to that in another way. So Moneyball was the data side of it over the gut the gut instinct and soul kind of side of it. It was data is what we're gonna data is what we're gonna base this film and this team on. Yeah. Whereas this film, it's Umph. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot yeah. more Ken Miles and Carol Shelby. Yeah. They do their own data, but it's a, there's a lot more kind of romanticizing the yeah, well, it's the, the racing side of it. It just feels stuff, and you kind of yeah, it does. Yeah. But it's also it's also his experience rather yeah. than oh, yeah. Playing. I mean, it's the opposite point yeah, of what Moneyball's yeah. going for. Yeah, because yeah. the scouts are experienced, and they're yeah, yeah. Neither's a, neither's a negative. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. it's just a different slant. It is <laughs> on the same 
kind of thing. <laughs> but it's showing you that, you know, you, they, they succeed because they pick the right guy yeah. to do the job. Yeah. Rather than the poster boy. Yeah. Which is what they're trying to do because they're trying yeah. to sell more cars. That's it. Which in the end is where they end up anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because that's they screw him over. And it's to keep yeah. it under six keep it at six thousand revs. Yeah. And yeah. Ken Miles is like nah. we can do seven. They can do seven, yeah. Can so do seven. Seven's where the sweet spot is, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. But even like when he's uh, doing his track race or like even the proper race and it goes to Matt Damon and he's like, No, not yet. Yeah. And then it goes back to him and he's like you just know that they're gonna that he's gonna do it when he says it, and he goes yeah. back to Matt Damon, not yet. And then he goes back to Matt Damon again. And he goes now, and then like, he changes gear. It's like oh goosebumps. Yeah, there's two bits like that. that, and I loved both of them. Yeah. Normally, I would find that sort of stuff a little bit too on the nose and cheesy, but yeah. I thought I did enjoy it in this. It, yeah, it yeah. did, and I think because their chemistry as well. Yeah, yeah, between Bale was... and Matt Damon. Yeah, was really good, really well presented from no, the yeah. characters of the show. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, in real life, they were very, very good friends. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I read that. Yeah. I mean, I read that the only reason that Matt Damon did this is because he was going to be working with Christian Bale. Yeah, I read well, that. Well, not the <laughs> only reason, but the primary reason that yeah. he was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on board. Bale, I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah Matt, so is Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Oh, yeah, like he was a bit yeah. starstruck that he was like, what? I'm going to be acting next to Christian Bale. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah I'm in. <laughs> well, yeah, I assume, I assume if you, you've got a script for a film, yeah, you know that, oh, yeah, it looks good. Who's yeah. going to be the... Who's going to be this guy? Yeah. And let's say Christian Bale, you go, this is going to be a great film. Yeah. 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 Because it is. They normally are. Yeah, because yeah. Bale, Bale's a good actor. And like you said, Matt Damon's also a good actor. And yeah. so why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I've got one minor gripe about the film. Mm. Okay. And it's a very, very minor gripe. Yeah. And it's and it's not a reason that would have knocked it down, really. Is it the well, mom? Well, it did not give it a 10. Is it what? Is it the mom? The mom? Ken Miles' wife? Yeah. No, I thought she was great. Mm. She is great. You said a minor gripe. Uh, one of my minor gropes, it's not at all because I didn't knock it down for it at all, is when he's set on fire and he escapes and lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, she's saying to the, the son, oh, step back, get back inside, get back inside. And she moves him about five paces backwards hmm. and then just runs off and leaves him. Did so, like, he's literally moved no further back from, from danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you read too much into so many weirdly little things. <laughs> no, this well, is like you're 28 days later when you didn't like the zombies not running for the eight yards. It was, it was more of the fact... It was You've more got odds. Well, it was just like... <laughs> fetish. I was like, that's pointless. Fetish. Like, you you're petty moved, fetishes. You've moved him back ever so slightly because you're that scared of him getting hurt and then fucked off and left him. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not that. <laughs> you said minor, and that is very minor. It is very, very minor. <laughs> I mean, some would say it's so minor, it's not a gripe. <laughs> oh, yeah, gripe, gripe was a strong word. <laughs> no, it was the very, very cheesy scene. You know when Ken Miles, or Shelby tells Ken Miles he can't go to the first oh, Daytona yeah. or the first Le Mans that they yeah. lose? Yeah. And then there's a little bit of a montage... <laughs> Of some of the track racing. No, not not the track racing. He's in his garage listening to it on the radio. Yeah. Kind of talking through what the car driver should be doing. Yeah. Right. And I was like, this bit's just a little bit naff. <laughs> it, it is. But I, imagine... I say it's very, very minor. I still give the film a 10. I still think it's great. But yeah. I could that scene, I could have done with that. If I was choosing to lose one scene, yeah. I would get rid of that one. I think it's the weakest scene in it. It didn't. It wasn't necessary. Uh, but yeah. I, I could imagine the real Ken Miles probably sat well, yeah, Listening no doubt. through and talking through what he would be doing or what they should be doing. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But I just thought it was it was just a bit Yeah. I liked um cheesy. I like the part with uh Carol Shelby when he said, Right then, come on in, Mr. Ford, I'm gonna take you for a spin. Oh fucking amazing. And then he got it and he was like, You ready? He was like, I was born ready. 
a little like clicked his fingers and points forward. It's like all right. And at the end of the test drive, he's literally fucking crying. Yeah. But it's like, is he crying? Is he laughing? Is it? Yeah, he's crying. Yeah, he's crying. He was crying with happiness in the end. This wasn't is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. crying because yeah. his dad would have loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brilliant seeing that. Was I love that? Yeah. He played it so well. I it mean, was. there's no way that happened, <laughs> but it is yeah. a great scene. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> one of the scenes that did happen because I was reading about it. You know, when they put the tufts on the car to work out the aerodynamics. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that the, was the true. White, that happened. The mummy yeah. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did that. Yeah. I just thought that was quite cool. Yeah. There's so many. I could talk about so many scenes in this, and it's not the film that I should be talking about as much as I am. Yeah. Because it's your film, so just... Uh, the, the, <laughs> the fight scene got me. That was amazing. The, was... They made it look so scrappy on yeah. purpose because it's basically Jason Bourne versus Batman. Yeah. Oh, did you read the <laughs> trivia thing about that? No. They, filmed, they had to practice for 20 minutes before they did it. Just to look shit. No, no, no. <laughs> they were literally given 20 minutes of like directions to what to do and they both loved it and said it's the best part of the bad because they didn't have to put in any work at all. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. just like, oh, I've not got trained for it. Yeah, yeah. I've not got to spend months doing yeah. arduous tasks yeah, to look yeah, like I'm yeah. a professional fighter. I can just roll around in the mud like a normal person. Amazing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like I'm having he, a normal scrap. And his wife comes out and just like props that chair out, <laughs> watches them and says, don't you get her a drink? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I, I, I liked it after because he's, he's having a rest and he's like, Molly, can you get me a fizzy pop, please? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was, that was a good scene. Like you said, it was all scrapping. It was crap because yeah. it probably would have been. Yeah, you know they're not exactly fighters, <laughs> are they? But <laughs> I think Christian Bale should have got an Oscar for this. I, th- I don't know brilliant. who won it this year, but no, I don't. He was. Brilliant. It must have been good. Yeah, I can't remember where this film sits in between his weight, because um, I think he put a shitload of weight on for that film where he played Vice. Was it? Oh yeah, he's and amazing he, in that as well. I've never seen that. Oh, Is that Don? Some he's like the vice president, obviously of America, and yeah. I can't remember his name now. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, that was yeah. the one, not Don. Prick um, Cheney, if you want to give me his proper name. Yeah. I'll quite happily go over to say Dick Cheney's an arse. No, I. But yeah, I'll have to watch that. But yeah, obviously, then he did this straight after, thinking he lost so much weight. But he's, he's such a method actor. He's obviously machinist to Batman. Yeah, I remember, machine, yeah, I remember reading about that, and insane. then he turned up to a Batman audition looking like the machinist. And there was like, you fucking shitting me. You want to play Batman? <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll give you six months. Let's see what happens. And yeah, then he went back in six months, and he was like, a beast like he was massive and then it was like <laughs> I think you took our words too literally you're gonna have to lose some weight yeah, <laughs> he's like you, you fucking shitting me yeah. <laughs> and then I obviously he used, too much on. Yeah, he used his bulk as I know you can't convert fat to muscle but no. he used his frame <laughs> to put muscle on and there's one scene in Batman Begins I think I can't, I can't with remember. Raz Al Ghul when he's training with him and he is a fucking bear yeah. in that scene <laughs> <laughs> and that's I think that's probably like the first scene he ever, he ever before, filmed before he cut yeah yeah and he's, he's massive he's a very good actor and he's very yeah. he throws he gives us all but then you look at him in like that and oh, then you one... look at him in American Psycho yeah and he's like a fucking crossfitter <laughs> so how do you do that I want him to stop doing it now yeah yeah because at some, some point, point it can't yeah. be good for you to nah. be nah. up down up down up down nah. like Come on, Christian. We want you. I want you acting when you're 80, not, yeah. not as drastic. Not yeah. dying at 60. Yeah. yeah, at least not as drastic as doing it. So yeah, yeah. give me heart some. <laughs> I thought one one of my favourite scenes. I mean, there's many in this film. Yeah, uh, didn't actually include um, Christian Bale. Okay, one of the best scenes. Not the best, obviously, because Christian Bale is ace and all of it. Yeah, uh, it's after the first four GT race when they don't win, and it's in the boardroom when Matt Damon has to go to see Henry Ford. 
and it's basically Henry Ford gives him the opportunity to, to tell him oh, why yeah. he should get sacked. I thought that was a really good scene. It was a good scene. Yeah. With Matt Damon yeah. um, and the way like he proved to him that, you know, mm. yeah. give me the... the, the the job, uh, yeah. Give me the ownership of. Give me the ownership. Let me make the decisions. Yeah. Not these dickheads. I, like that. And I, I yeah. didn't like Ford. The character was horrible in this. The guy that played him was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. he was. And at the end of that, after he's convinced him, when he takes him to the window and he's pointing out <laughs> that Ford used to make the factories that rolled off that line. Yeah. As yeah. like, I used to go into war. Yeah. <laughs> go to yeah. war. Yeah. I thought <laughs> it was, was, it was such cool. a good line. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. And the race at the end as well, when um, he keeps trying to call down uh, with the phone. And every time yeah. you realise Matt Damon's like, leave that fucking phone yeah. alone. Do not <laughs> touch that fucking phone. And then he walks over to like, the Ferrari bit and he dro- drops that nut, that bolt <laughs> on the floor. Just to scare him. Yeah. 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 I wrote down that he's a scam. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That was funny. Deliberately not mentioned <laughs> the, the, the the actual race because yeah. I just, I, I can't bring myself to talk about it. Yeah. No. It's a shame. Yeah, it's too sad. sad. It is. Yeah. Not as sad as the, the end. ending. Jesus no, Christ. not as sad as the end. I but was in fucking pieces at the end. Which, which I I knew know. the end before I watched the film. So I, see, I didn't know that. And Hannah when I watched it, yeah, it I in the cinema, she was I was like, oh beside God. myself. I was like, that is really bad. Yeah, I, I think quite like motor racing, so I knew I knew who Ken Miles was. I knew the yeah. story, but yeah, even watching it, I was like, it's rough. And yeah. watching it again, this is the third time I watched it, and I still didn't want to watch it. No. Yeah, I knew I knew the end. Becky didn't because she when when he first gets caught on fire. Yeah. She yeah. was like, oh no, like... When he first got caught yeah. on fire, I thought that was when he died. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. And I was like, I'm sure we compete. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, what what I didn't know about the end was that it was so soon mm. after. Yes. So I, I, I thought it was probably a couple of years after he probably competed a couple more times and it was just one of the more... One, yeah. of, one of these times that it happened. Yeah. Um, one and only. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. And I also read more up on um, when he died. Yeah. That one of the racers, um, you might know already, Ned. Oh, what's his name? One of the racers who was actually in, I think, that race, or he was competing with. I th- right. it, was what, it was the one he was competing with in the Daytona race. Is it Hunton, uh, Hatterman or, Hunt, or Hunterman or something? Oh, like that. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know I, can't, I, mean. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but... yeah. Uh, it was like a German sounding uh, surname. Yeah. And he... I think five months earlier, or not even that. I think it was uh, four months or something. I think it was five months. Let's say five months. Yeah. He same thing happened to him. He yeah. he tested Jesus. the car. Same thing happened to him, and so they had to shelve the production of it, and um, they went back to it later with that to put um, that to make adjustments basically to the car because they'd had two fatalities in testing yeah. within the space of five months. Mm. Um, so they got they got. Uh, Brought down hard on that, yeah, yeah, expectedly so, yeah. yeah. Well, Watson died as well. I don't know; it, it wasn't in a, a training thing, but Bandini, you know the the guy yeah. who's racing in the Ferrari, he died All a right. couple of years after. Yeah, it's a it, shame. Racing, Jesus. it was it was lethal. Yeah, yeah. back then the it, not, it was just it's the sexiest era of car racing, but yeah, it's most dangerous. One of the most dangerous, yeah, 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 because yeah. your speeds were getting to silly levels. Mm. A, a lot quicker than your safety protection. machine up there. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So like today, engineering was coming on, but yeah. yeah, for speed and the safety wasn't wasn't near it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and there's a lot. You read a lot about it. There's a lot of uh, dead drivers from that era. Mm. Yeah. That died. They they know the risks going in, but yeah, 
it's still it's still tragic. And the Ken Mars story <laughs> is just horrible. Yeah. yeah. The ending of it is, yeah, yeah. It's just it is tragic. Yeah, yeah. And no one to this day has done the the triple crown in endurance racing in one year. Mm. Still not done it. He was the only person that could have done it. Yeah. And they didn't give him. And, and they stole. missed it by fifty yards. <laughs> fucking hell. Stupid. Yeah. Because of a technicality that a rule they that, wanted that fucking photo. Uh, who who won? I can't remember the guy's name now. No, not me. But yeah, they gave it the guy. No, just because he started further in the further pole back. position or something. Further yeah, back. he started further, further back, back, so he yeah. drove further. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely Even ridiculous. Even though Ken Mars yeah, was about was, four laps ahead yeah, of him that, before that was, he slowed down. Yeah, that was horrible. That was because obviously when they finished and they'd come running over to congratulate, he sort of got out, didn't he? And he was expecting him to be yeah. around him. He took it well. He took it yeah. better than I would have done. And he was like, oh, okay. And he the thing is as well, up. like yeah. they could have easily had a good photo op with him yeah. ahead. Yeah. Slightly yeah. ahead and them two in line behind. Yeah. It would have made no difference. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Now, I like to tell myself, in the film, it's portrayed that Leo Beebe did it on purpose. Yeah. To shaft him over because he'd spent the entire film kind of trying to dick Ken Miles out of the race. Yeah. I assume in reality... It was for That the fo- wasn't even part of his... It yeah. was the, for the photo. It was the photo. I, I assume, yeah. I hope. Yeah. yeah. It would make sense. Otherwise, he's like a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I assume it was for the photo op because that would make sense as a as a manufacturer. Mm. Yeah. To finally beat Ferrari and to show that all the cars are yours. I've seen, yeah. Have you seen the photo? I haven't seen the real you photo. Know, I Google I? it after, after we've finished the podcast. It's, it's, yeah. It is cool. It's a cool photo. Yeah. But you're looking at it now, knowing the story, thinking... Wankers. Yeah. That's a horrible photo. Wow. <laughs> in the background, yeah. yeah, yeah. It made me wonder how much they knew that going in, whether the opportunity arose that that's what they would do or whether it was during the race that they decided to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whether Ken Miles knew that if that came about, if that scenario came, that that was the plan. Yeah, maybe that if... Uh, Rather than being screwed over. It depends how cocky Ford are, I suppose. But then again, you're going to make contingencies for just in cases, aren't you? So yeah, yeah, you can say if the if the opportunity arises, this yeah. is what we're, this is the plan. Yeah. Because he was a team player. Yeah, and I like the uh, and again this this is completely fictional, but it doesn't matter the little hat tip that Enzo Ferrari. Enzo Ferrari. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. the scene with Enzo Ferrari when he. Uh, oh, when, <laughs> when he comes just trying to. Yeah, when he comes down, mate, he's he's evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He proper lays into a thick, doesn't he? Yeah, that, that class. Yeah. Like that actor's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. plays Enzo. Is that the yeah. bit when they're trying to buy it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I yeah. loved the end of that scene when oh, I wrote <laughs> down. Tell him he's not Henry Ford. He's Henry Ford the second. That's it. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then, and, and then he goes, an insult, but it's so so sharp. Yeah. And then he goes back and reports to Henry Ford, and he says, "Come on, then, what did he say?" And he's like, "He said you was a fat pig or something." <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. He said you was a fat pig, and you're not Henry the Ford. Only Henry the Ford second. He just sees his face drop. Incredible. <laughs> It's such a good, it's <laughs> something that's just on the surface, not an insult. It is such an <laughs> insulting line. Yeah. It's such a pride kicker. Yeah. It's like you're a nobody, mate. Your granddad <laughs> made cars. Yeah. You're a mug. You're a dick. <laughs> you make your ugly cars and your ugly factories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Ferraris are better looking cars, especially at the time. Yeah. Up until the GT40 came out, which oh, was fucking stunning. Hell, dude. What a car. Yeah, that's the one he was driving when he was going, go on, girl, more of that, please. Yeah. Mm. More of that. He said, right, we've got to strip this down. And then I, lo- I loved it when he does like, the track run. And they say, oh, he's beat the track record by like something ridiculous, like eight seconds or something. He's not really bothered about it. He's like, ah, whatever. But then 
Matt Damon's like, what did you think? He went, well, this is heavy. That's that. This is that. This is that. This is that. He said, anything else? He went, just points his finger out and then gets back in and does another lap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, let me just find out a second. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. Really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think if you're into cars as well. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be even more enjoyable rather yeah. than negative, I would imagine. Definitely. Yeah, I can yeah. say I I loved it, absolutely loved it. Every time I've watched it, yeah. and it's just it's just it's like I say it's gone up to a ten. Yeah, but the traditional, and I don't know if you know this, if you would have googled it or not, the triple crown is a horse racing term, I think. Hmm. But in motor racing, the traditional one is the Indy Five Hundred, yeah, Monaco GP, and okay. Le Mans. Did either of you Google the only person that's ever done it? No, no. not in one year because Le Mans, not Le Mans, Monaco and Indy Five Hundred normally on the same day. Right, Graham Hill. <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's the only yeah. person that's won all three. Interesting. Monaco, uh, Monaco GP, Le Mans, and Indy 500. <laughs> I imagine you would have the same year anyway, because these days you wouldn't get a Formula driver. There's one person... St- no, there's two people still racing that can do it. Yeah. Yeah, but what, what I mean is, in the same year, normally you'd get someone who's racing in the Formula 1. Oh, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Not in multiple sports. Yeah, in but it's like say, the Monaco categories. GP and Indy 500 are normally on the same weekend anyway, so even if oh, you okay. were doing it in... yeah. The endurance one you can still do in the same year, but no one ever has. Hmm. But I think there's eight or nine people that have done it in separate years. They've done the Daytona, the Sebring, and Lehman. Lehman's. Lehman's. They've done Lehman's. It's got Sean Bean. It's not Seaman 69, is it? Seaman 69. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Alonso has done two about three. Oh, yeah, no, I think yeah. I read that because he didn't need to go and try in NASCAR as well. I don't know. I think he did. He's. I think he dropped out of Formula... What's, what, what's the Indy 500? Is that NASCAR? No. That's not NASCAR, is no, it? No, NASCAR's yeah. the one with uh, Ricky Bobby, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the fiction, the the fiction <laughs> driver, yeah. yeah is it NASCAR a similar setup, though? Where they're, just, is it, they're driving in a circle, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. like a raceway, yeah. Yeah, because uh, the Indy 500... Is just that Daytona? Is it? Just a circle, yeah. I'm sure it is. Hmm. I don't know much about the Indy 500, considering no. I know bits about the, the others. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about... like. Sports again, like racing. I know what they sort of look like the cars in the 500. Mm. I can't remember what the circuits like there. I'm sure it's just a, a like a ring, a rectangle. Mm. Yeah, it could be, could be. But yeah, Alonso's won the Monaco GP, Le Mans. Yeah, and he's competing in the Indy 500 a couple of times, but he hasn't won it yet. Oh, right, okay. But if he wins it, he'll be the se- he'll be the second person since the only person since Graham Hill to do it. Yeah, That's which obviously thing. he wants because it's Alonso in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? And endurance racing, you can do. Older. Ken Miles was 45, I think. Mm. Uh, was he? I think so. Was he 46 when he died then? I thought he was 44 when he died. Oh, okay, maybe he's 43 when he I died. I mean, he's in his 40s anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, doesn't matter. Mid-40s, I should say. Not specific numbers. Mm. Trivia? Go. Go. So, in World War Two, Ford built B-24 bombers. B-24 bombers were used to bomb Italy and the Ferrari plants. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. Weird, weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one. Yeah, it's a very weird one. <laughs> and um, the other one was Matt Damon's worked with uh, four actors that have portrayed Batman. So this one with Christian Bale. Yeah. He's obviously worked with Ben Affleck because he's best friends with him. George Clooney. Yeah. George Clooney's worked with. And he's also worked with Val Kilmer on Jane's Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you can that's basically... Stri- I would have never... I wouldn't have got Val Kilmer. Was, George, it- was he in Oceans? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can basically call him Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Matt Damon is Robin. Robin Damon. 
Or is that and all your trivia? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <right. laughs> yeah, pretty much all my trivia is two facts. <laughs> Would you like my double facts? I read the rest and I was like, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, these ones are shit. Yeah, I've always said the one earlier about Matt Damon. Said the number one reason that he wanted to do it is because it was going to be working alongside Christian Bale. Yeah, that's true, you did. Um, <laughs> so that's free. So that's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I have no more Le Mans chat. No? Nope, not me. No, I thoroughly enjoyed no. it. What's your next film, Ned? <laughs> That's exactly how the podcast I gave I was in charge of it. What do you think of that then, buddy? <laughs> you are equally in charge of it. Yeah. I was happy to run with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, gulping Volvic. What do I say? <laughs> Literally what you just said. What do you think of the next film? No. What's the next film? Oh, okay. You just said it. Yeah, what, what's <laughs> your <laughs> film? <then? laughs> you just said it so naturally, and then it's like, yeah, go on, then you do it. It's because I can't put what on the spot again. <sighs> I can't mark too much. Every week I'll do the intro <laughs> twice, two or three times. Yeah. So, uh, Ned, what's your next film? Okay, so mine is uh, Hidden Figures. And this was one that I hadn't seen before. Like Moneyball, I'd seen Le Mans. I haven't seen Hidden Figures until this week. Yeah, right. not me. So. That's not, I say, I've, I've realised and I annoyed myself when I listened to the last couple of podcasts when I'm about to read my synopsis out and I'll probably do it more times I say so and it gets on my tits and I've so. just done it yeah I think I did it yeah, yeah. I just so know anybody else just a start though. of a sentence and I suppose I, other people I don't mm. judge like I judge myself yeah what do you think of the weather today Ned <laughs> so, so. <laughs> it's a bit sunny it was warm but less warm than it has been <laughs> But it's warm now. What you have for dinner, Ned? So. <laughs> so, I had. It's like a uni thing. Starting every sentence with so. So. <laughs> yeah, I watched our picked hidden figures for this week's game-changing film. The synopsis. The previously untold story of three black American women who dealt with oppression and segregation in the 60s whilst serving an instrumental role working for NASA in the space race. I didn't do a piss-taking synopsis because I thought the film itself... I thought the story of the film was important and I yeah. didn't want to undercut it with my own bullshit. Yeah, I mean. I gave it 7.5 out of 10. And there's okay. a reason why I gave it 7.5 out of 10. I wanted to give it a 9. Hmm. And I didn't for one specific reason, but we'll come to that in a little bit, so I'll find out what you two gave it first. Okay. So, Steve, what did you give it? I gave it a 9. Did you? <laughs> Genuinely. It's, it's a really empowering film and an incredible story about talented minds. I yeah. thought it was really well... Really well done. I, yeah. We've previously, previously oh. briefly discussed what the I think the major growth that you have with it. It's one specific scene. The film itself, outside of that scene, I think is great. It's a nine out of ten film, but the scene yeah. wound me up, so yeah. I took right. a point off it. No, I took a point and a half off it actually. Yeah, we'll discuss that in a bit because it's interesting. Because yeah, 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 we'll get to that. Okay, Matt, what did you think? Uh, two out of ten. Jokes. Eight out of ten. <laughs> I was about to go off. <laughs> fucking buffoon. Get the fuck out of ten out of ten Mortal Kombat. There was, a, there was a split second in there where I thought we need another person. Because this boy's a clown. <laughs> uh, no, I, I loved it. I loved the true story of it. And... Oh, it was just amazing. It was just, really well done. Yeah. I, it I, was. Just, I can't believe the fucking oppression. Well, I mean, I can believe it, but it... it I, again, it I can believe it, but what eyes. the fucking hell was up with people? It's weird it when you think yeah. about it, that our parents were alive yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I am intrigued as to how... And all this shit was going on. How similar it was over here. Mm. Yeah, I always wonder about that, because I very rarely watch... 
fifties uh, and sixties films yeah. set in England. They were always set in America. Yeah. And I, I don't think I don't think we had specific segregation like they did in certain counties, uh, mm. states. Sorry, in America. No, I'm sure we had some, but not quite like yeah. not like law bound. Not in the sixties. I don't think. I don't think so. I'd yeah. like to think. Yeah, I'd like not. to think not. But yeah. that could just be naive and what was you've around. got in England. I suppose the Windrush generation that was around the sixties. I think there were people that fought for England in the Commonwealth in World War Two like a lot of Caribbean countries, and they came yeah. over after fighting for England in the war, thinking, we're, we're English, we're proud of this country, and they came over and were met with... Yeah, they were. ...arseholes. <laughs> we were far, far from perfect. Oh, no. And no we're still not perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. nowhere is. Heavily played a part in, in racism over the years. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think people just don't want to acknowledge it, and I think that's part of the reason why this particular scene exists in this film. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give a quick bit of waffle about the story first about what I did like, and then I'll talk about the bit that I didn't like. Because yeah. the film's got so many good points. Oh, yeah. It, just the yeah. story itself is great. Should we sandwich it, then? Yeah. Shit sandwich. So Good yeah. bit, shit bit, good bit. Yeah, because there's plenty <laughs> There's plenty to like about oh, it. Oh, yeah, and I like the yeah. film. I'll watch the film again. Yeah, it's yeah. only one scene. Yeah, and it's an interesting bit to talk about. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't even feel like I'm qualified to talk about it, because no, I'm a 37-year-old no, no. British white man. Yeah, of yeah. course. But it irritated me, and I've been reading about it, so I'll... Uh, Moan about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have that privilege. I don't. <laughs> okay, so I've put I've put in my little notes. I love the story overall. So much so I've bought the audio book. Okay, it's based nice. on, so I've started listening to that. I've only two or three chapters in. I literally bought it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. But So it's a double underdog story, which mm-hmm. I quite liked. They're black and they're women. Yeah. yeah. Which in the 60s, apparently being either, is yeah. viewed as lesser. Ridiculous. Because <laughs> there's, there's plenty of scenes in this where people are like, you let women do that. I know. Yeah, right, so not many. just women, not just black women. Women, yeah, yeah. women in general. You let a woman do a maths job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How dare you? Because obviously in the sixties, women had tiny brains. Crazy times. It is. <laughs> yeah. And it's an important story that should be told, and it is a cool story. It is. It is an absolute badass story. It is yeah. really cool. So I didn't know. I didn't even know about it until no the film me. came out. No, 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 no. Which is. The yeah, same for many of us. the problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then I've put, it's unfortunately let down by one crucial scene, the white saviour scene and the Hollywood treatment. Yeah. So it's the scene where Kevin Costner's character finds out that Catherine Johnson, the character's name, yeah. mm-hmm. is going to the, the coloured bathroom. Okay. Actually, if anyone's listening and they haven't seen the film, we we'll apologise for the language. It's specifically called the coloured bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> this is not me. Yeah. It's not my opinions of how it should be said. Yeah. yeah. So he finds out about that, and then there's a scene where he storms off down there, and with a sledgehammer, well is the coloured bathroom only sign off the wall. Yeah. And says, "Here it now, so we all piss the same colour." Yeah. Now, if I'd have watched this when I was younger, I'd have thought, oh, "That's a really cool scene." Yeah. Thought, that's badass. That you, you felt, yeah. Yeah. But that's the problem, because that didn't happen. Yeah. That wasn't part of. Uh, Catherine Johnson's story right the true story was she used the white people's bathroom without realising it was a white only bathroom right and then when people started complaining about it she ignored them and used it anyway good okay yeah yeah. which and that although is probably less Hollywood and less impactful as a, as a story as, not as a story as a scene yeah it wouldn't be to me but there's no heroic white person there yeah and she, she used that bathroom at her own risk. Right. She was the one that carried her story, her journey, whatever you want to call it, 
forward. She took the risk. She used that bathroom knowing it was a white-only bathroom. Yeah. And no one else said anything. So they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And now the real story, I think, is more a lot better than a fictional white man. Because Al Harrison, was it Al Harrison his name? Yeah. Exactly. Didn't yeah. exist. He was a composite character of other people. Yeah. But and it's called, it's like I said earlier, it's called the white saviour treatment. And there's a lot of films that do it. Yeah. And I've, I've had to write little bits down because I've only recently been reading about it. But the white saviour kind of uh, part in a film, it's films that are about black people struggling to overcome opposition or prejudice, uh, oppression, sorry, or prejudice. But they can only do it with the help of a white person there. Ah, I know what you mean. And yeah. it's normally coupled with a dumbing down of the black person's kind of personality or that they yeah. can't do anything on their own without having a white person there to hold their hand. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yep. This film doesn't do it often. It's just that one scene that I can think of. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't bring it all the way down. But films like The Help yeah. and The Blind Side. Oh, yeah, The Blind Side's good. Yeah. It is until you think about it. Yeah, and then you're like Sandra, Sandra Bullock one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the true yeah. story is the, the, the football player told his own story. Yeah. He was so annoyed at the film, he wrote his own book because he was portrayed as this idiot yeah. that needed to be taught how to play football well by a white family. Right. Even though he could teach himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did. Yeah. And the help is about, well, the help in the 60s, black kind of nurses and maids working yeah. for rich white families. And there's a character in it called Skeeter, who's played by Emma Stone. Yeah. And the story is her story. Right. It's how she helped these black women overcome their <laughs> struggles. Yeah. It, it wasn't the maid's story. It was Skeeter's story. From her point of view. Yeah. And all of these films, they're all directed by white people. Right. And there's this kind of insistence on putting scenes like this into films hmm. that negate the truth of what happened, that negate the struggles that people went through. Yeah. And I've, re- I've read a lot of articles, that are, a lot of articles written by black people this week, and I'm trying to keep it all in my head. There's so much. I'm probably not in a good place to talk about it. I should probably be doing it in a few weeks. Yeah. Because I need to learn more. But and they're talking about it, they're like these women in these films, they're my they're my mum, they're my grandma. Yeah. Because it is, because it's their mum and their grandma that were around in the fifties and the sixties. And it, all it was, all all the help was was modern slavery, really. Mm. But it's that concept that we need to put a heroic white person or white people in it mm. to make it palatable for the white audience. Yeah. Because they haven't got either the balls or the the willingness to show what history was actually like. Yeah. That these people struggled and mm. that they overcame, if they did overcome, they overcame their struggles using their own... On their own. Yeah. 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 Using their own kind of guile and their own ability and brains and yeah. courage. Not they needed to be pulled up by the bootstraps by me or you or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Kevin Costner mm. or Al, Al Harrison, not Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. And it's just that one scene in this. And the rest of the film is perfectly perfectly fine, I think. Yeah. There's a scene where Octavia Spencer's in the library. She's told she can't have that book. Yeah. So she takes it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's a good scene. That's a, that is a, a scene that shows she's she's overcome that herself. She's just she's just took it. She knows yeah. she needs that book, so she's took it. Yeah. There's the scene where Janelle Monet, who's Mary Jackson. Yeah. When she's pleading to the judge. Not pleading, that's the wrong word. Putting her case to the judge. Hmm of why she should attend a white-only school yeah. to get her to get her degree. And yeah. she convinces the judge to say yes. Now, granted, it's only night courses. Yeah. But she's changed the system. Yeah. It's a win. 
and that scene is different. I know it's a white person granting the, the request. Yeah. But the white person's not enabled that request. Yeah. He's been convinced by the argument that Mary Jackson put forward. She's yeah. done that herself. Of course. And I think, I think that was true. Right. I'm sure that's how that actually happened, that she argued the case that the judge said yes. I might be wrong on that. But even yeah. if it's not in the film, it's portrayed better than Catherine Johnson, how she ended up using the white toilet. Yeah. She just did it herself. And it should have been shown that she did it herself. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah. all you're doing is undercutting the message saying, oh, we held her do this. Yeah. <laughs> and we're Racism white. only yeah, yeah. started getting better because we helped. Yeah. We did this. We yeah. stuck our foot in. You couldn't do it on your own. Mm. Which in itself is racism, although more yeah. subtle. Yeah. And I've got, I think I've probably made that into such a ramble that no one will make any sense of it unless you already know about the kind of white saviour stuff. So what, what I took away from that, because I, I started reflecting on this um, only today, it popped into my head and I was thinking about it. And this could be through naivety. And its intention could well be, as you've just said, that they wanted a white, pers- white person to um, to make the change so it was palatable. But my perception wasn't that. That's not what I took from it. So what I took from it was, and again, this is probably naivety, and I agree that it would have been better if they just showed the true yeah. um, version of what happened. Yeah, her story. Her story. Mm, that's in the book. <laughs> what I will say is they didn't take away her moment either like the other two had theirs, she did also, prior to that, stand up and give her own... Uh, stood up for herself and, yeah. stood, and, and gave her own speech. It's, oh, not the yeah. true, it's not the true version of what happened, which is what they should have put in because it is better and it is true. And it does show. I think, from a film point of view, they're obviously trying to emphasise <clears throat> when they've had enough of what's happening and they come to a point and they make that change, like the library. They've had enough, like... She mm. she does what she wants to because it's it shouldn't matter. Again, with the woman in the uh, I've forgotten her name now. The one in the court, same thing. Janelle, Janelle. Yeah, she takes yeah. her own, um, takes it by her own hands, d- makes the change herself. And and yes, they do take her making the change <coughs> herself away from. Um, is it Catherine Johnson? Catherine Johnson's a character. Yeah. Um, they take that away from her, which is wrong. Because, like you say, in the true version, in the true historical version, she did. She just went on and and, and took charge herself, mm. which was the right thing. So naively, when I watched that scene, it wasn't the white saviour. What I took from it was that, as you know, people stand up against racism today. Nobody can do it on their own. Not necessarily that it's yeah. black people can't do it or it needs to be the white person. But when a minority is oppressed, it takes someone from the authority to stand with them to to make sure they're heard when the majority of the authority is turning a blind eye and oppressing mm. the minority. So my my take on that scene, naively so, if, if, if the directors found out that the intention was the white saviour Hollywood treatment is wrong and, and it's and it's crap. It should not be used for obvious reasons. But my take on it was that she stood up, gave her a rant, she'd had enough, and then the character that was the ensemble of many people in the true life true to life story 
um, was the authority that made the change to say this no more, mm. rather than your because in this film, I don't think we can say that the film portrays the um, the people of color as dumber. No, no, absolutely not. It's about talented minds, and it's showing that. I'm not. Oh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my point. My point was that I didn't take initially. I mean, like you say, it could that could be the the point, but and I didn't take that as the intention. I took it as he's the authority figure in this film, and he is now saying, making the statement of, okay, this no more, and then. It, you know, rather than dragging the peop- the minorities up, it's more a case of someone helping uh, start the change. Yeah, but I, I, I did feel like when I watched it, I did it did cross my mind that I thought, oh come on, like yeah, yeah. But again, the true to life version is better anyway. And it's not, and I might have put my point across slightly wrong there. I'm not saying this particular film, Hidden Figures, is a really terrible example of white saving film I wouldn't be giving it a 7.5 or an 8 out of 10 if I thought it was it's just that one particular moment that's made me knock it down a little bit the film itself isn't I think the portrayals in it are good I think the performances are strong across the board and the chemistry between the three as well yeah so so good good. I think the story itself the fact that these people these women working for NASA I know I've got no idea that, that was a thing in the 60s. I just assumed all these jobs were done by blokes because it was the 60s. Yeah. And it was cool to see that it wasn't. Yeah. And I'm not saying that NASA was a particularly uh, over the overtly racist institution anyway back then. I'm not sure whether it was or not, but I think from what I've read, little bits that I've read, I got the impression that they were probably had antiquated views, but they were more bothered about the mission than who did it. Yeah. As long as people were doing it, they were like, eh, you're yeah. the best person for it, do it. So I don't think this film... This isn't one of the films that I think needs white people to pull black people up by the bootstraps. I don't think this is that film. The Help is. The Blind Side is. I've yeah. read 12 Years a Slave is, but I haven't seen it, so I can't say that it is. I, I, you've seen it. I haven't. I've got no idea. I, I can't, need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't remember in that much detail. I'm quite, it's quite interesting, though, that you brought up them two films because I haven't seen those. Mm. And the Help is the worst one for it, I think. Oh, right, okay. I, I've seen The Blind Side, but I can't remember it. I've seen The Help recently. It is bad that it's used. But this film, this film isn't full of it. It's just that one particular scene. But the scenes, and I agree with what you're saying, that you, no one can beat racism alone. Or any oppression, any kind of isms can't be being alone. Everyone needs to pull for the same goal. Yeah. And believe in it. I fully believe that. But there's enough examples in this film of white people doing that to an extent. Kevin Costner doesn't need to go down there. Al Harrison doesn't need to go down there and smash the sign off the door to do that, just by the fact that he doesn't seem like he's a particularly bad person throughout the film. He treats Kathleen Johnson with respect. Yeah. He trusts her. John Glenn trusts her to do the the calculations, and he trusted her in real life to do the calculations. Yeah. I think that shows what you were saying enough, or it should show it enough. You shouldn't need to invent a fictionalised scene that makes people that were decent look heroic when yeah, that I agree. heroic uh, heroism negates another person's story yeah no i agree if that makes sense no i do agree but i think my my point from that would be that it's it's not about harrison in more that the general consensus of the the room or the environment yeah maybe and i, I 
because the others I can see what you're saying. The, the others treat her differently, don't they? They, yeah. t- they take her coffee away and, and give yeah. her their own and stuff like that. I get what you're saying. I don't think it's naive that you thought anything else because I mean, the first time I watched The Help, I thought The Help was really good. Yeah. Mm. And I rewatched it again and I, I, I don't know why I started reading about it and this was only a couple of years ago and I came across this term and I read a bit more about it and I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then I kind of ignorantly forgot about it yeah until i watched this and then i always kind of look at what other people have reviewed stuff yeah and, and after i saw that scene it kind of made me realize what i'd read about the help so i started reading about it again it's like i, said, I need to read more i need to watch more but i think part of the problem is that these are films about dealing with oppression and segregation directed by and written by white people yeah that is a problem and with the best will in the world, if I was a director, I could be the best director in the world. I'm a white person. I can't tell a black person's story yeah. no, about you... racism or oppression or segregation because I just cannot get in that mindset yeah. because I've never felt it. I've got no idea. Mm. Much like I couldn't tell a story about what it means to be transgender. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can empathise or sympathise. I think it's empathised is the one. To, to an extent, as much as I can, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a decent human being, I think. And you can involve consultants yeah. who have experienced the same issues. But I can never tell their story no. accurately yeah. or with as much conviction as uh, they could. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I think you want to watch films by Spike Lee, uh, Barry Jenkins, hmm. uh, Cassie Lemons, who did a film called Harriet. They're all black directors. Cassie Lemons is a black female director. Yeah. And uh, they, they tell films about kind of oppression, or they're told films about oppression, but they're told it because they're black people. Yeah. The films are their stories. There's not any white saving, and there's no one turning up to save the day. <laughs> mm. They go through their struggles themselves. Yeah. Like they did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Barry Jenkins is really good. He did a film called If Bill Street Could Talk, and that's fucking wonderful. Mm. I'd be I'd be interested. You, you brought up Charlie as a Slave, and it's been a while since I watched that, and I didn't pick up on it on the first run. Um, and it is a film. It's like Schindler's List. It's one one that I'd probably only watch once because of how heavy it is. Um, yeah. But now I'm intrigued because that's also a a director who's of colour. That's uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Mm. And he. Oh, and I was interested when it came up on the lists and he wrote or in the rants. Yeah, because yeah. he decided to do that film based on because he read, the, I think it was his wife actually who read the book and said you need to do a film on on this, and then yeah, he read it. And Solomon Northrup was it? Solomon Northrup. Mm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so yeah, I'd be interested if if that was the case with that film. Yeah, be intrigued as to why that would be the case. I mean, just for case in point, if anybody at any point does listen to this, that's got more of a clue about this sort of stuff. Oh yeah, and definitely. I've just gone totally off point tell me because I'm not deliberately trying to be a knob <laughs> oh no no it's all about education isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah of course it is. it's your view it, it, if, it. that's nothing that's, I'm not trying to offend anyone with that I think no yeah. no I don't think I will have done but no I don't think so I think it's important that they're raised anyway isn't it but if I have I would like to know <laughs> yeah. but hopefully you would still enjoy this film the yeah. film, the film a, itself a, is great yeah aside yeah. from that I did. It, it did cross my mind earlier when I was thinking about it and I did, did have a conversation with myself about it um so it is interesting that that was that was a point you raised, because we hadn't previously spoke about that until until tonight. Yeah, sorry, I do just drop stuff on you. No, no, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's interesting because, like I say, I had, I had previously thought about it. So, yeah, we, aside from that, it's all glowing for me. 
Um, mm, I mean, yeah, the rest of the film is for me. Absolutely. I mean, I mean you know, it did show her that she, uh, it did show Catherine having to to find a toilet, and I thought, <coughs> although the oppression is terrible, um, they did shine some light on it, uh, some light humour because her scurrying around in the rain and trying to do everything, you could say, you yeah. know, you know what the right thing is, so that you know, you're laughing at the wrong thing isn't mm. so bad. Um, they, I thought they did it quite well that it was quite humorous rather than it sort of brought the I think the feel the vibe up a little bit because it is terrible you know they it's, it's mad in the grand scheme of things you know it wasn't that long ago how bad the segregation was no that's what I mean it's not perfect today all um, of our parents were born yeah, yeah when black people could only sit at the back of a bus yeah, yeah, we're on a different bus in in, yeah. so, in some places in America yeah. and maybe here as well I'm not sure um, you know, it's not perfect today. There's plenty of ground to make up for, but um, I think it does show at least that we have come, we have come away yeah. from that in a lot of places, not everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a little bit better. I think we've gone away from in everyday life. overt yeah. racism. I think it's still it is still there's an undercurrent in a lot of places, of and course. you can see that from elections lately. Yes, like, yeah, it is terrible, in and it's still around. Um, but yeah, this this story did it was a good story of intelligence overcoming, like I say, racism and sexism, hmm. um, and hopefully it's it's uh, more so going forward. If you'd have asked me a week ago, am I going to get uplifted by watching somebody write an equation? Hmm. I would have said no. Yeah. <laughs> so now I was like, yeah, 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 it's good. It was, uh, <laughs> I was like, go, Catherine. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it was proper good. <laughs> the actresses did a really good job. Um, Actually, as well, some of the stuff that they were talking, not to the extent that they were, but you're talking about the equations, and that is stuff that I had to learn. In really? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, wow. Euler's method and stuff like that. I've forgotten it now, so I can't impress you with it, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah. I know nothing about it. The fact you know what it's called has impressed me. Yeah, I was, it, it was just a quite a good night. I mean, obviously, people far more clued up than me would have got some enjoyment out of some of the um, equations and, and stuff they were talking about. Mm. Um, I, I enjoyed... Kevin Costner in this film. I thought he was. Yeah, really I thought good. he was good. I thought yeah, generally man. he was. He was very good. Um, his speech about getting their work checked <laughs> was really <laughs> cool. I really, I really enjoyed it when he's dressing everyone down about you know, <laughs> no one minds about no one should mind yeah. getting their work checked by these intelligent minds here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so check his work. Shut your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, we're talking about. Uh, I brought up about being naive about some of the the issues or, or at least their intentions and I think it was I think that's almost there's a there's a spotlight shone on that sort of perspective when um, I think it's Mrs. Mitchell's place by Kirsten Dunst oh yeah I can't remember the character's name but yeah Kirsten so Dunst it's Mrs. she calls her by her surname don't she because she's a supervisor yeah, yeah. Um, and Dorothy um, I think I think she says at one point Kirsten Dunst's character she says, um, despite what you'll think, uh, I don't have a problem with um, like people of colour or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, you probably believe that. Yeah. Have you written that down? Yeah, but look at the last sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you probably believe that. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's... Um, it's a poignant line. It's a poignant line because I think, I think that is the case with the majority of, of people who don't experience the same... Yeah. Um, yeah, that a lot of minorities do, unfortunately. Again, myself included, like uh, with that point about the 
But the, yeah, the I think, yeah, the white saber stuff. And there's this thing, if you don't know, if you watch the help, people watch the help, people love the help. The help was massive. And I wouldn't, bl- yeah. I don't blame anyone for watching it and liking it. It's a well-made film. Yeah. Mm. But I think when you start educating yourself about stuff a little bit more, you can see the issues with it. You can see where the, the arguments f- yeah. fall down and where the, the film isn't making the right point. But I don't think I, don't, I wouldn't blame anybody for watching that, not knowing this phrase exists yeah. and enjoying it, yeah, because yeah. it's it's made to be enjoyed. It's made as a feel good film, yeah, and I mean, you feel good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's purely entertainment value. Yeah, but you feel good for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But you don't. I, I wouldn't blame anyone for liking it. I liked it until yeah. I realised what it was. But yeah. I think what even when you realise what it is, I think it's probably you're probably still taking good value from it because. It's mm. brought to light. Without that, you may not have looked up what. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I see point. what you mean. So it's 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 unintentionally bringing um, issues forward. So although it's you know purely entertainment value, and again, it's mm. it's not its intention. It has a benefit. And it's a slight one. Unintentional. There's, not gonna be, there's people that don't read on films like we do. <laughs> No, of course not, but it does reach some people who do. It do. Yeah, it does, and I wouldn't know this existed without the help existing. I wouldn't know this was a thing. But if the help didn't exist and this problem didn't exist, it's I better. wouldn't need to know about it. No, exactly. That's a much better That's a much better alternative, but unfortunately not the case. But it's things... It's like the help is massive, and you've got a film... Uh, the Casey Lemons or Cassie Lemons, I don't know, I don't know how you pronounce her name. It's K-A-S-I. She did a film called Harriet about Harriet Tubman who I didn't know who she was I've not seen the film no I'm not sure but I was reading about her today and she is an absolute badass okay she's a woman that was born in like 1820 1830 epileptic slave black slave escaped from her master's slave place and then went back 12 13 more times to rescue more people oh wow that were slaves Anyway, she's epileptic, so she's having seizures <laughs> kind of all over the place. Using something called the Underground Railroad, which I don't know if that's a term you'd heard of. I've heard no, of that based on this board game called it. Oh, okay. So I knew th- what that was, but I didn't know the name Harriet Tubman. And yeah, so she did that, and then she was a spy and a scout in the Civil War. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was just a ridiculous, ridiculous figure. <laughs> what if they not made a f- then, they made a film about it? Yeah, they this? made a film about it, and no one really knows about it. Okay. But the help is massive. <laughs> uh, and this is meant point. to be a good film. It's got Janelle Monáe in that as well. So Mary uh, Jackson out of... Is it recent? Uh, five years, 2016, 17-ish. Oh, what's it called? Harriet. Uh, Harriet. <laughs> it's called Harriet? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Yeah, it sounds ace. But and again, it's directed by a black person, so I assume the story is going to be a lot more based yeah. on Harriet's story, not Harriet being helped by yeah. an Al Harrison. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Kind of character. But I, I, I don't know why I wrote all that down, because I wasn't going to talk about it. I wrote it down and thought, this has got nothing to do with it. And then, still went on. <laughs> still wanted, I just wanted to talk about her. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because she sounds like an absolute fucking hero. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, the, and the, the women in this are also portrayed that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're portrayed well. I loved... Absolutely yeah. are. I loved the sass. You know me, I love sass. <coughs> no one does yeah. sass better than Octavia Spencer. They, mm. they were, they were <laughs> yeah. brilliant. The, the, I think the, the dialogue, uh, the writing was, was brilliant for them, them tri- that trio. Yeah. Uh, even their conversations with other people outside of that trio yeah. Yeah. Um, was really well done, really well acted. I, liked. I, I had a lot of fun with this film. 
Janelle Monáe's I Have the Right to See fine in any colour yes. line. Oh, that was a great line. <laughs> I like the uh, the lead astronaut as well, John. He was a nice guy. John but Lennon. I don't, yeah, but I don't know how accurate that was. I don't know. When he I... was shaking their hands and they were oh, yeah, like, looking at him and yeah, Again, saying, this why are you doing this? Another... I wrote down, was John Glenn as cool as he seemed in the film? Yeah. And then I forgot to really look it up. Okay. Yeah. But I do know that he did specifically ask for Catherine yeah. Johnson to do yeah, the no, checks at the end. I've heard that. It took three weeks rather than like three hours. But It'd be yeah. interesting. Um, and that's the... Ch- s- sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be interesting to see if that scene did happen though that Matt's on about or whether it is another... I imagine the scene where he shook hands either it wasn't done as it was in the film, but he probably did shake everyone's hand. I would have thought so. If he was a respectful... Was, yeah. yeah. But I haven't, I haven't got an issue with that being as, as, a, as a scene. No, no, I'm just if saying... If John Glenn was a cool bloke and just treated people normally, yeah. that's absolutely that's good. fine. Yeah, that scene fits. Yeah. yeah. It's like changing it so that Kathleen Johnson had three hours to do the launch codes yeah. rather than three weeks. Yeah. Again, that's, that's an absolutely fine change. That progresses the film up a yeah. lot faster. If you're watching her do it over a three-week period, yeah. isn't good film. <laughs> no. There's some changes that should be made to the truth that yeah. don't... Because that's not disempowering Katherine Johnson. She's still doing the job. She's still been asked to do the job. No, it's just yeah. making it's, the most of the medium that you're yeah. trying to tell the story through. It's a different change. It's a change that yeah. absolutely works. Even when she got invited into the room as well, where it's like top secret, of what the hell is she doing? Is she's a woman? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then he, just, like, and he <laughs> just gives her the chalk. He's like, go on, you're going to do your trajectories and work it out on the board. And yeah. she just works it all out. And everyone's like, is she right? Went, of course she's fucking right. I didn't like watching Sheldon be racist. <laughs> nah, no, mate. I no, found that so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah it was a shame. End, but he played, I think he played that I think at the well. end, he's no, the he one, did, yeah, did, Was he the one that gave her the coffee at the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he like put the coffee on her table. I thought, ah, that's... He was like the sort of second in command, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was looking after all the engineers. I can't recall if he was mm. particularly racist sexist or if he just thought they, they would, didn't belong because they yeah. weren't educated or he didn't like it because she I was cleverer than him that's <laughs> what that's yeah. the vibe I got um, I don't think he was overtly no, yeah, anything he was just a bit of a knob yeah well they didn't yeah. they didn't put him, paint him in that picture I don't think as being necessarily racist I think yeah. probably within the environment that the culture is set he liked to be the smart guy in the room just lean towards anyway the majority but yeah. yeah I think it was more the fact that he was well educated yeah. confident in his own ability and then some new person was coming in yeah and it's my backyard you know he was <laughs> was, was being asked to check his yeah. work yeah yeah but then being right about it yeah 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 I like the uh, proposal scene as well that was nice with uh, Mashal Ali yes that was oh, another good actor yes as soon as he I seen him before he blade. looks so <laughs> familiar and I was like that blade yeah, yeah. he is going to be very good yeah he's going to be wicked yeah, he's ace. I've seen him in a few things. He's really yeah. good. I first saw him in the 4400 TV okay. show. I didn't see mm. that. I thought that. he was great in that. I think he's in, he's in House of Cards, isn't he? Yes. 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 Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've just looked on IMDb and he's yeah. in that. Yeah, he's he's good. Excellent in everything I've seen. He's yeah. in the Green Book as well. Not seen that. Yeah, oh, that's another film. That he's in a car with Viggo Mortensen or something yeah. like that. That's the front cover anyway. I've never seen it. No, it's another one that gets pulled for white saviorism. Oh, was it? it? I've seen it and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. This is again was before I really knew what White Savior was, and I haven't watched it since I found out what White Savior is. So it'll right. be interesting going forward to see how much pick up on and things like that. Mm. Yeah, because I bet, like you say, it's rife. Yeah, it probably is. I like um, the scene where they're all standing in the room and Gagarin reaches space, <laughs> and um, they're all in white shirts and ties. 
Um, well, and then she's just standing there in like a green dress. I was going to mention I was this. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was going to mention standing this because not, it's not even just that. Yeah. So that is one scene which is really good. Yeah. Um, but also throughout the whole film. Yeah. Um, the all the actors and and characters that are white are all dressed in sort of plain neutral colours. Yeah, yeah. Um, and pretty boring colours. Yeah. And all the people of colour, um, especially the women in the department, um, I forgot what they're called now, but the... the computers. Yeah. Well, computers West or something. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. Um, they are all in uh, brightly coloured um, dresses, every single one of yeah, them. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they bring them, especially when it's noticeable more when... They all go to the IBM room. Yeah, when oh, they all yeah, the file in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all walking in, and they're all in like these nice, yeah. uh, coloured dresses and things, and everyone else is in like, like you say, black, grey, beige. Mm. I thought that was a nice touch, but I, I assume it was intentional. Yeah, definitely. I didn't. And sorry, this is an absolutely pointless thing to say because it's got nothing to do with the film. It's just me being amazed that an actress or an actor was as old as that she is. Mm. The woman that played Catherine Johnson. Uh, I've Taraj, seen her in a few. Henson. I've seen her in a few yeah. things, but I can't remember. I've of never what. seen her anything, but she's fifty. Is she fifty? Jesus like, Come on. Christ, that's mad. <laughs> she's not fifty. Well, my no. Charlie Ali's forty-eight-ish, I think. Oof, is <laughs> it? Like, this is this ain't right. Yeah, as you say, yeah. It's not fair, is it? <laughs> I know. I already look older than both of them. <laughs> <laughs> How old was he, Snipes? Is he going to be like 60 now, maybe? Oh, he's got to be knocking there. on that door mm. if he's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering how old he was Gary when Lineker's he played like 60, Blade. Isn't he? Yeah, he's another freak. Yeah. It's weird. All the money's. Yeah. Mm. Get me that money. Yeah. Money's in lack of real job help. <laughs> Give me yeah. that money and walk. Give me that look young money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Death becomes her. <laughs> yeah, I think that's me done with it. Yeah, so that wraps, wraps up our main theme. Yeah, hidden figures. Yeah, so there's three three very enjoyable films this week. Yeah, yeah it's been a good theme. Yeah, it's been. Okay. I probably took up so much of that with a rant, but the film itself, outside of that, I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. I actually it, cried at the end as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Especially when they were showing like the cast, and then oh, the real, the oh, actual the real people, people, and then yeah. when they were older as well. Yeah, <coughs> that probably showed me about Johnson. It. I think she died a couple of years ago. She was 101. <laughs> Holy yeah, she, shit! Yeah. She, she did really well. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Good innings. Yeah. Wow. No, I think that that was my favourite of the three as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, so before we uh, do our little wrap up, we've got uh, something a little bit different to do now. We have uh, some friends of the podcast who also do their own podcast, and we'd like to give them a bit of a plug because they're great. They're called Fire Breathing Kittens. And they're a D&D podcast based in America, I believe. But unlike most D&D podcasts where you've got to commit a ridiculous amount of time to a thousand hour story over hundreds and hundreds of episodes, every single episode of the Five Breathing Kittens podcast is a self-contained story. So you can listen to the beginning to the end and you get the entire tale in one. Nice. And I've listened to a few now. They've got a lot up there and they're, they're really good. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can listen in any order as well, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. Then, as far as I'm aware, they're not a continuing story. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. you can good. dip in and out as and as when you want. Hmm. So they've kindly sent us a little bit of a a thirty second promo that we're going to put in now. So please stick around and listen to that and check them out. Are you itching for a good story, laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. 
Each episode is a separate three hour long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Bye, Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship. Nice. 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 So um, next week then, what's our theme? So next week's films are top 10 90s. That's it, yeah, we're going to try something new. Yeah. yeah go off piste a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Top 10 films. Top 10 from films the from the 90s. 1990 to 1999. It's going to be a variety of genres, I think. <laughs> There's yeah. going to be so many films 90s that could being, be in this list. Yeah, 90s being like our height of movie watching. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, because me and you specifically grew up in the nineties. Yeah, teenagers. I, I think even all my, even my sort of action heroes that I used to watch all the time, were, yeah. their peak was pretty much nineties. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Stallone, so, Schwarzenegger, Willis. Yeah, Cruz. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis. Mm. He said the nineties is currently coming back into fashion. Van Damme. <laughs> oh. in clothing anyway, a lot of nineties stuff. He's been. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Past the eighties now. I think Stranger Things. Stranger Things, synth, all that sort of stuff these days is helping bringing all that sort of back. Like that's a revival. 80s, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yes, 80s. Jeez. Dick. Get out. Fucking idiot. Come here with your era redundant nonsense. When we're we doing top 80s. <laughs> Soon. Soon. That'll just be Waterworld Top Gun. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But not for you, Matt. No, not for me. Not as I can watch it with you guys. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> a good impression. I can't do it every time. Much creepier. Not, uh, not so. as good. <laughs> right, I think that uh, that wraps this episode up. Then, yeah, yeah. If you enjoyed the show, you can follow us on most social platform, social media platforms, not social yeah. platforms. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. At three or seekers, except for Twitter, which is at seekers three. Yep. Uh, if you like the show and you've got some spare time, please leave us a review. Help us on the algorithm. Get this show out to more people like yourselves. Is there anywhere, sorry, just before you do that, where people can leave a review other than Apple? Because you can't leave them on Spotify. Can you not? No, I don't think so. I thought you could. Yeah, you're on Spotify, can you? Don't know. Find out. Message us if not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please do it. We will find out and we'll get you more information for next time if you, not. You can definitely do it on Apple, so. Okay. Yeah. Can you yeah, get a free trial on Apple and just do it on there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Just write it anywhere. Yeah, yeah anywhere you can. Like good read and just say, this is great. This yeah. is great, yeah. Tell all your friends. <laughs> right, that's uh goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Come back anytime, though. <laughs>